Welcome to the show. You can watch and subscribe to the Project FIA TV show on YouTube. Drop comments and questions to us on the podcast via Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is Project FIA Goes PC. Well, it's the middle of the night. That means it's episode number 65. We're doing this ahead of time, only marginally ahead of time, because we wanted to do it under a supermoon, because uh, the moon is super. This is FI Goes PC, and as always, I am your host, Rebel Zen, a.k.a. Danny Hale. And I'm currently drinking uh, Cherryade. So anyone who's in uh, America is going to be like, what the hell is that? I can't be like the street sold lemonade. No, it's not. No, it's more like cherry soda. If you're in America, I have to be clear. And if you're in Spain, it's kind of like Fanta, but cherry. Well, you know what soda is for Spanish. I'm sure you do. Anyway, I'm drinking that. It's actually very good. It's it's by Dalston's. They're um independent soda maker. I'm not sure if they're English. I think they're English. Could be Irish, Scottish, or Welsh. They could even be just manufacturing it from a yacht. I'd do that if I made soda. But it doesn't matter. That's what I'm doing. Sitting in my field of sheep. They're all asleep. Because, uh, wow, this is going to be a tongue twister. Sheep need sleep too. That could have gone really wrong. Anyway, I'm not alone. I'm waking her up as we speak with CPR. She's been out. Really hot here. It's very hot here. Not for her. She's tropical. That's our producer, Winifred. Say hello. Hello. It is tropical. It's been a good 22 degrees today, yeah. It's been 22 degrees yeah. of hot. <laughs> that's yeah. normal for me. Well, for May in England, that's good going. Yeah. I would almost say that, well, I don't want to bring up climate change, but whew, <laughs> it's changing. But it's going back down to like 10 degrees in a couple of days. Man. Yeah. Well, by this time, actually, by this time, when you're listening to this, I'm going to be freezing. Be, it'll be miserable again. Under a cover. Minus, not minus, I think it's, well, it's going down a 10 degree drop. Mm. And then we'll be at two degrees at night. That's your weather report for Monday, everyone. <laughs> which is today. Well, by the time listening. Because anyway, we're psychic weather reporters, apparently. Yeah, well, we, well, yeah, we, we've been known to be psychic weather reporters. <laughs> uh, psychically reporting weather all the time. You just can't tell that I'm doing it unless you're psychic. So you get, you get little telepathic links, you see. Yeah, 5G towers. Shh, can't talk what? about that. Well, it's telepathic links. Um, we just call that technology's way of producing 5G towers. Whatever, people are burning them down around the UK, a bit silly. Uh, I just nick it like you would a traffic cone and stick it in my garden for a laugh. But uh, don't go doing big that. To that's, you can't. Nick. It is a bit big to nick, <laughs> I'll be honest. But uh, it's quite an achievement to set fire to it, too. So, mm. you know. Anyway, this is what's happening in England. We're. We've had this for a while now because there was a a big conspiracy theory rolling around about 5G towers being somewhat to blame for connected. all this yeah, yeah. outbreak. Well, it is connected. No, it's not. Wires. It is wireless. <laughs> yeah, it is wireless. Well, I think it's there's got to be wires somewhere. <laughs> I don't think it's officially. I think it's a transponder oh, that has wires running. Down. Anyway, there's a lot of smarter people who make these things that will tell you all about them. If you care. I don't think they're as dangerous as people are led to believe. But I will test the theory because what I'm going to do is go out and get one of them sub sandwiches that you put in a microwave and just stick it on a, uh, you know, like a well selfie stick that I turn into a thing that can do multi-purpose and thing because selfie sticks are stupid. So you need them for like telescopic picky up and grab a thing is what I'd call it. And I'm going to stick my sub on the top of that and then just lift it in the air and see if the, the radiation from the 5G tower cooks it. Because that, then you'd know it's very dangerous for people. And you can get a 5G toasted sandwich? Well, that's what I'm rooting for. But mm. I'm just trying to... That, that's what scientists should do to prove <laughs> if it's really dangerous for humans. But by sure the time that's how it works. Well, by the time you get there, you might be toasted yourself. You're not really sure about... Unless you see microwaves, unless some of you out there have got way better eyesight than most, if not all uh, animals on this planet, uh, can see... If I'm talking to any aliens out there that can see microwaves, uh, you'll, you'll be able to tell us. And come forward. We all would like to meet you. I don't know what it, This is going some strange places. Anyway, 
Uh, it is quite late. We have to do this late because the uh, ice cream truck was really, really slow getting here today. Uh, the, the, the roads have been a bit busier and obviously demanding ice cream has been a lot more because Friday was VE Day, victory in Europe. The end of World War II for us lot in the UK occurred 75 years ago last Friday. Mm. Wow. So 75 years and a couple of days. Mm. That's a big 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 thing yeah and it's it's quite interesting because obviously there are a few of that generation still alive yeah it's been very much i think the spine of british culture all of my lifetime and i think several <laughs> generations before me um would also say that it's been a huge deal probably because we were so close to losing it mm that by the time we got to that end, which no one saw coming, thanks to a certain Winston Churchill's tenacity and for being a downright terrifying politician that had a lot of cigars, um, yeah, it sort of inspired a, a revolution to stop the spread of something that could have been a dramatically different reality. And I wonder, because they did that HBO series, the uh, kind of if the Nazis won the war right, yeah, thing. Yeah. I think it was HBO. Oh, you mean sure. the, or, um, the or, fictional um, series? Yeah. I think it's the Man, Man in, in High Castle. High Castle. Castle. High Castle. Cas yeah. <laughs> High Castle. yeah. Uh, that, that show. It mm. could be Amazon. Someone, again, someone will know. Uh, it, I'm, I'm saying HBO because it sounds better. Yeah. Um, but basically, that show was the inevitable if they'd have achieved yeah. it. Alternative reality. Yeah. What would it look like? Mm. And could you imagine the alternative world I've just created where they did win it? And now they've got a series of, oh, look at how much life would have been mad mm. or whatever. It would have been that. Well, it might have been censored. But I don't think that show could have ever happened. Crazy. Who knows? <laughs> but in that world, China's the most free thinking, super democratic society. <laughs> it's never stopped being a dynasty. Mm. And here you've got the rest of the imperial, you know, yeah. strange reverse. That uh, would be an interesting reality for sure. Yeah, strange. Strange. Or it might not. Yeah, but who knows? So that was the uh, VE day. Um, obviously, it's quite an incredible thing to think of. Seventy-five years, essentially. It's it's crazy, really. That's such a distance in time, but yet we can almost still. I think every even kids now can still relate mm. somewhat. You know, I mean, yeah, strange. I think with seventy-five more years, it's going to be really hard. I think that's when we yeah. have all our super cities looking a bit like pyramids and triangles and strange buildings everywhere yeah uh yeah there's still like people very much uh attached in terms of identity and memories like the queen that did the speech you know her yeah. dad did well, that she's generations she's wartime yeah. generations so, so yeah. uh it is very strange we're only still... one generation separate from the king yeah you know it still feels relevant for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, but I, I think, like I, I mean, I, I do sympathize with the European look at it mm. because obviously Europe was quite affected by all of this, especially Germany and France and everything like this. And no one really reflects on it as much as we do. We love to talk about it. We're a tiny mm. island. For us, it's a massive victory, mm. much like winning a gold medal in the Olympics is. I mean, it's <laughs> seven times more brilliant, really, for our country, or any small country out there to win big mm. because we're up against juggernauts like russia and america and you know yeah, land statistically masses. you know you have less people exactly and... <laughs> exactly so it is quite the achievement for a small raft i mean ireland in the middle of well it is a raft i'm going to put a conspiracy out there we're basically on a styrofoam base you've been to dover the cliffs are white because it's styrofoam just hate to break it to you but we're all a fictional raft uh that bumps into place with a moat called the yeah. english channel yeah the most well yeah. i think that was a direct quote from churchill in uh, darkest hour the gary Ullman portrayal of winston churchill i actually finally got to see that the other night yeah yeah did you like they it? were playing it in the cinema with a sheet <laughs> they were watching it it's a slow release i mean it felt like it was 75 years too late but uh we, we eventually got to see it very good his his performance was stunning weirdly reminded me of my granddad mm. who i never would have considered anything like churchill but i guess they did an incredible way of portraying him in a very human light yeah yeah because humans are lit the scenes <laughs> um some of them were on fire at the time and they had to make budget cuts and light them up so that's a nero thing you know where uh, 
Kaiser Nero or uh, Cafe Nero, whoever he was. He was an <laughs> emperor of Rome, one of the last ones, uh, set fire to a bunch of Christians to create a stage light in that way. They were using that technique to get, you know, there's a lot of people on fire in that film. A lot of people. They had to reenact the war somehow, didn't they? Set and fire to <laughs> crazy. Anyway, Gary Oldman was amazing. The uh, makeup, uh, Japanese makeup artist, won the Oscar as well. It's mm. him yeah. winning it for uh, best actor. Amazing. Really good. Uh, very moody. A load of great. If you're ever interested in making film out there and you're a filmmaker and you want to see how to save money, mm. they did some brilliant ways you can rather than doing expansive scene and set designs and all of this stuff. They did a lot of top-down, close-quarters scenes, like shot from above, bird's-eye view, if you will. And it basically makes it feel more epic, but it's yeah. very tight and claustrophobic. Very clever stuff in that film. Mm. A lot of um, brilliant, brilliant things. that I think they might have leaned uh, stylistically to Captain America, weirdly. Mm. A lot of uh, yeah. clever stuff going on. But I loved it. I thought it was good. Better than I thought. Don't think it's a cinema movie. Mm-hmm. Glad I didn't pay for it the cinema and just used the electric sheep cinema, which is uh, <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. So moving on from that, so VE Day. Um, again, if you're around there in Europe, obviously it's quite a big deal if you've got grandparents and stuff that have told you stories and everyone's got their own vibe and, and thoughts going on. Commonwealth countries too, very affected. America mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but yeah, biggest thing I think is our celebration. We love to gloat about it as British people. I personally don't. I think it should be um, more leaning towards the sadness of loss. Mm. The whole event was unnecessary. You know, if we could have done anything different on the build-up to that, that would have been a better reality, I think. Mm. But, of course, uh, you know, the world's better off remembering liberty, especially at a time like this. We're week seven of a global lockdown, and certain countries are literally, you know, getting a bit more jazz, starting opening doors. Uh, people are sticking their heads out of the cave, so to speak. Uh, we here don't know what's going on until uh, good old Boris has had a word with us today. I think they're going to open up some things, you know, like um, allow you to be outside permanently. Permanently? Uh, yeah, permanently. So we all have to live in tents. That'd be a great thing. I don't think that we want to, though, do we? Well, they said <laughs> that you have unlimited time outside because we've been limited wow. to time outside. I yeah. think everyone with a garden and a yard <laughs> listening. We're like, well, I've always had unlimited time. I was like, well, yeah. Mm, mm. In fact, we should recommend to all our listeners right now, take unlimited time outside as living in a tent and just live in a tent for the next whatever. I like how they say that just when the weather's turning. Yeah. And no one really wants to go. Outside. Yeah, yeah. We've got a drop of 10 degrees on the announcement after the one of the hottest May weekends I can recall. That we've had to stay in. For. That we've had to stay in for. <laughs> but that, I think the thing that VE Day was showing, actually, is a lot of cleverness. Because obviously 75 year anniversary to this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for a lot of people. Mm. Uh, especially the older of us who are the most affected and vulnerable in these times. And I'm just putting it out there because that's the government rhetoric. Um, but basically, vulnerable in these times. I like your quote voice. Yeah, vulnerable in these times. <laughs> yeah. So if you're vulnerable in times, it's a once in a lifetime. Mm. And if you were, you know, back then, if you're still alive and you were part of this, you know, fighting the yeah. war, my God, I mean, 75 years later, mm-hmm. what, a, what a vast difference the world has become. And now you're in lockdown. So, of course, we don't get the 75 year anniversary. The next big one will be 100. Mm. That's going to be a lot of people no, I, gone. I think they, they do it every like five years or something. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it's a big number. And yeah. f- for significantly, pe- it's the last time, I think, unilaterally, you're going to get a big event for mm. this with the people that were there during it, you know, yeah. that were part of it. This, this could be the last generation. For, yeah. yeah. Of, of remembering it. Five years is a stretch. It is they're a all long in time. Hundred, <laughs> hundred and something years old. Um, but what I'm saying is, I think the inevitability is, it's very sad because we were all reduced, couldn't have the big street party, the big hoo-ha mm-hmm. that a lot of people wanted, but they've been very clever. We are in fields, and of course, there's a lot of people here who live in houses. We just opt to live with sheep. So the people in the houses were doing things like they were having small gatherings of just that they were still applying by lockdown law but they were sat in their front lawns yards whatever um and just celebrating it from far 
kids running around in their own space, everyone distancing mm-hmm. teammates. It was weird, but it was somehow very cool that you could still have some kind of degree of celebration. Yeah, and all the flags were up, and uh, someone was playing 40s music. Yeah. Yeah. Dave was telling me in Liverpool they were doing karaoke mm. from houses. Right, yeah, yeah. Which is very cool. I think community is starting to really react and I think that's a good thing. It's nice to see. Yeah. Well, it's it's better than being, you know, sociopathic. <laughs> you know, like isolated sociopaths that have become very uh, paranoid of people, which could have happened. Could have. Could have. Of course, when you guys listening, if you're in California, Barcelona, Madrid, down south in southern Spain, across the Mediterranean, or even Morocco, Egypt, or whatever, You've got great weather all year round. It's because mm-hmm. a lot of your ancestors did sacrifices to the uh, sun god. Uh, we didn't in England. Uh, <laughs> and so we got crap weather. That's basically what it boils down to. They had generations, especially Mexico, like the Aztecs, Mayans and all this. Right, yeah. Incans. They all killed a lot of people for their sun gods. Mm. And it's worked because they have fantastic weather all year round. We have crap weather. Hawaii was a bloodbath. Hawaii, subtropical climate, mate. Bloodbath there. No. Everyone fed people to alligators in Florida. You know, it was the Floridian, uh, what was the Nasdaqs? I don't know what they were called. <laughs> the Native Americans of Florida people. I've completely butchered that. But um, they were sacrificing people to alligators, of course. So they get good sun and great weather. That's how it works, folks. When we're talking about climate change, it's really who sacrificed who to their sun gods. Anyway, so we didn't, so we get crap weather. Because we get crap weather, okay, we have a completely different take on what it's like to have sunlight in our country. For example, you get bored of it. In California, everyone's like, oh my God, it's so hot today. It's like 36 degrees, beautiful blue sky. Everything's great. I've even got air conditioning, but I hate it. It sucks to be this hot. Here, we have 22 degrees, blue skies. Everyone goes mental. You're always best friends with everyone. Everyone doesn't mind if you steal from their house come round and slap my kid in the face as hard as you want with your shoe it doesn't matter we're going mad for the weather here don't by the way don't slap kids with your shoe uh yeah you'll get peter on you not what the unicorn slayer he, he doesn't like people doing that i was going to say petter <laughs> but i said peter so you know petter uh please but, but that's protection exterminate of... terrorists accordingly no i think that's what it means no yeah it does yeah anyway peter doesn't like you slapping kids with shoes they're about animals they're They're about animals but kids are animals have you seen them they're crazy they dig holes they build bases they wear socks on their ears they're mad i'm so confused everyone's confused if you don't have a kid that puts socks on their ears they're a child genius and they're a whole different kettle of fish child geniuses applause Ah, oh, especially the twins with blonde hair and psychic powers that make you grill your arm. Ah, oh, nasty. Anyway, we had a few... they 5G built in. Yeah, yeah they the do. Twins. That's the Village of the Dam makes sense now. Have you ever seen that classic horror movie, Village of the Dam, from the remake with Mark Hamill uh, mm. as the preacher? If you've ever seen it, it's about a bunch of psychic kids that are all born the same. Millennials. Some might say okay. they're all blonde haired and blue eyes. Doesn't matter where they are in the world. And they all have psychic powers and they're twins. It's very strange. I haven't seen concept. it. Yeah, it makes you very terrified of kids. Oh. Very terrified. If you if you're kids, if you're listening. I just know it's a horror film. If there's any kids listening, if you're fed up with adults slapping you in the face with their socks or shoes or whatever, make them watch Village of Dam and say, that's us. We, we can have our revenge. We're all psychic. Born I don't think we have young life. children listening to this podcast. Let's to hope be not. Fair. Let's hope not, because I've just whooped their fair tail. So uh, anyway, we're going to move on. So that was VE Day. Very good to see people sort of connected, doing a lockdown thing. But, you know, it's very strange. Very str- I still think our idea of just being in a bubble is the best thing. Mm. Like those inflatable bubbles. Yeah, and then Everyone just did walking that. around. Yeah. It's like full body production. Yeah, but it's so much fun. Ghetto blasters, yeah. you know. I don't know why they don't get NASA to make that and Lamborghini to make that. And you know, you waste your time with face masks. Just walk <laughs> around in a big marble made out of whatever. Not you literally. You wouldn't be able to fit on like public transport or anything. Who cares? You just have it's to. It's not working around. anyway. Pretty much half of the country. You could go across water. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you could travel to a different country. Mm. 
with the right snacks and nutritional right equipment. Snacks. Yeah, and oxygen, you know. Snacks are so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is rechanging. We did an episode of how we would survive the zombie apocalypse. It's rechanging a lot of my answers. Because mm. I, I think knowing that this is happening, this kind of global pandemic shutdown, lockdown, probably the first of its kind in history. Uh, global probably is. I think yeah. it most definitely is to the extreme. Yeah. If you think about it, we'd have to, if you just turn this into a rage virus. It would literally be the most boring zombie film of all time. We've said that a few times, but now as it drags on and on and on, it really would. It really would suck, quite literally. Mm. Yeah, because no one would have done the right preparation. <laughs> Everyone would be going, oh, I need to go gloves and a face mask for a zombie apocalypse. Really? You want a face mask? I think you need a tank, buddy. That's what we want. Everyone wants a tank. Get a tank to everyone. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's crazy. I know. Just dig a hole. Next time, spend the next 10 years waiting for the next one by digging a hole in your garden big mm. enough to, you know, like an air raid shower. Make it cool. I want to know what happened to Las Vegas. If there's anyone listening that's in Las Vegas. Isn't that film? What happened in Las Vegas? No, 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 it's not. Sounds no, like a no, film No, no, it's, it's the slogan <laughs> of the city, you spaz. Oh, I didn't know that. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, no, there's, there's leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. There's uh, the Hangover. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, Las Vegas, uh, oh, the whatever. TV series. Whatever. Uh, Viva Las Vegas, I think. What was your point? Anyway, uh, that was a Flintstones did something, Viva or something with uh, Las Vegas. Anyway, uh, Las Vegas. I want to know what that's like in lockdown. I can't imagine how depressing it is mm. there, you know, because the US. It's fun to sort of see how everyone's dealing with it state to state to yeah. state. It's it's an interesting situation out there. It's very different in Europe. We're all kind of unilaterally doing the same thing here. Unilaterally, everyone's saying that we've screwed up on the uh, equipment needed. Everyone said we screwed up on a mask unilaterally. I think everyone's missing the point. I think the press, to me as well, in, in the UK, coverage of all of this stuff has been so consistent when they run out of stories or anything else to say, and they didn't talk about the dog that ran and found a T-Rex's bone outside, uh, which is a better story than anything they're reporting, uh, they just focus on PPE, number of deaths, and also... Um, the tests. The tests. Yeah. Testing. And I just find it's so redundant as a conversation, you know? Like, you've got to add jazz to it. So okay. it's yeah because like you asking the you, the politicians are being at it's basically like listening to a bloody football interview at the, mm. at the start of a football match because in Liverpool football journalists have become notoriously terrible in the last sort of five years like right. the worst they're always asking the same questions mm -hmm. they're always basing their stuff off rumors none of them really care this is only the UK German reporters are amazingly hilarious but our reporters here seem like they're half bothered just reading stuff off their phone whilst they're asking. Mm. And it's terrible. It's been terrible for years. The point that I'm going to say is you should be like, because that's where this is going. Journalists are just, it almost feels like our journalists are being prepped the questions to ask the politicians. Mm. A bit like we were when we did radio interviews, won't say where, but it was quite embarrassing for them. You shouldn't really, you should always, like I always think an interview should be honest. It should be, Shouldn't have no uh, as opposed to prepared questions. Yeah, because like the whole point of a democratic government should be that we can ask it anything. Mm. Do you like marzipan, Boris Johnson? You know, I think it's all right. If you don't know what marzipan is, um, I'm not sure if I should congratulate you or uh, say look it up on Google. But it's, it's too sweet. It's it's an almond paste. Yeah, it's very strange, like an almond paste into uh icing almost yeah battenberg which is a hybrid it's english like a type of icing, german thing yeah I'd describe it. it's very, well, yeah that's like super sweet it's a it's an almond icing we spent far too much talking about marzipan <laughs> so what i'm gonna say is you you should be able to go to a politician in questions especially you know if you're a journalist and basically ask him anything anything you want because that's the point about democracy. It should mm. be like, you know, should be able to. And I can say, well, it's, you know, it's a bit what you're asking is a little bit top secret or a little bit hard to answer. Mm. But there should be, you know, obviously certain things are going to have limitations. You can't turn around and say, hey, hey, do aliens exist? You can't do that, <laughs> you know, well, uh, you could, unless you're but... an alien. 
and then we're all in Alien to you. Anyway, that's the whole thing. Uh, well, they do exist because they made my laptop. I've got an Alienware laptop, so nice. Yeah, yeah, they wore it well. Uh, but basically, what I'm trying to say to the public, you should have the freedom. Mm. Nothing should be redacted. There shouldn't be any kind of, unless it's you know, military strategies and stuff like this. It, there should be an open forum. And it feels like everything that because it's just been repeated. Everything's been repeated. The politicians always have an answer for it. Do you think that people are precise. just wanting the same information? No, That's why I think it's controlled. No, I think the channel is controlled. I okay. think, I think journalism has become unilaterally. This is okay to say. This is not okay to say. Now, mm. all my brothers and sisters and everything in between, uh, cousins, aunts and uncles and nieces, nephews and little sheep. In America right now, you know that's the way the White House has operated for years. You always have a press correspondent. This is okay to say. This is not okay to say. A lot of your journalists are brave, a lot braver than ours, and they go off script, and that's usually when Trump says something really entertaining. <laughs> entertaining as hell. Or just literally sort of shuns you off and bullies you. But basically, you, you can see it. You can see what's been prepared for. There's always an answer. It will always be a great question, yeah. you know, response. Our politicians are clearly point blank controlling, you know, what's asked to them. And I say this because they have to, in a sense of PR. And it, this is where we've all gone a bit stupid with our politics, because when there's too much PR, you know, if our politicians look bad and they're worried about looking bad to us, mm. I mean, you know, you could just argue, do your job right. And you won't. Mm. Simple as that. But it's becoming a bit of a sideshow. And I think that we've got to change the energy up. Instead of saying, oh, here's, here's my solution. So PPE, get a big inflatable ball. <laughs> it solves all your issues. You don't need a car anymore. Yeah. How amazing would the world be if you banned cars and everyone just had an inflatable ball to go to work in? You could move the technology a bit so it's a bit more fiberglassy and perfect. But you're all there basically being a gerbil going to work. Mm. You wouldn't you could go across the river mm. if there's too many people on the road. Okay, <laughs> just go across the river, no big deal. You know, you get to work. Everyone will be more healthy. Well, here's the best thing. You get to work, you park your big inflatable stroke carbon fiber amazing gerbil ball into what is the biggest pinball machine in the world. And whilst you're at work, they're shooting across all over the floor and stuff like that, entertainment, and you can even play it in your breaks. You flip all the paddles and... No one would actually get to work. <laughs> oh, it'd be a better world. It's the best solution. Mm. So instead of PPE, you do that. You don't need face masks. All of it's covered. Mm. We told you, get a latex mask. That'll do well. Get a gas mask. Go crazy. It's been a war. Find yourself a good good old gas mask. Walk around in that. I mean, you know, no big deal. Everyone can go to sort of a um, cyberpunk world, you know, go back into that steampunk era. Go into your kind of, uh, you know, unilateral, everyone's going to a cyber dog event, uh, whatever they call them. Like quasi-goth, future-goth, neo-goth, I don't know. I've, there's so many genres. Uh, so many genres. That, that's why I tend to be genre-fluid these days. But basically, we're moving on. <laughs> so we're moving on. That, that's basically my solution. And ask them real questions. Real questions, folks. We need some serious answers, you know, like... Uh, when are they going to release the new uh, Marvel film? Because a lot of them have been delayed and I want to know. Mm. 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 Yeah. <laughs> be a marvellous day when I know mm. when Marvel's coming up. But yeah, there you go. So we're going to move on uh, from that conversation. The second thing that's happened is Sunday was the USA, their version of Mother's Day, right? Yay! Because we have ours, ours is connected to Easter. Mm. So it's old hat to us here yeah. in the UK. Uh, a few people here choose to have two Mother's Day. No. Two Mother's Days? <laughs> two Mother's on a Day? Well, it depends on your preference. Why? What are you talking about? <laughs> There's a lot of guys that like Mothers. I don't know what, what's about it. You know, like dating sites and online forums. Well, I used to... No, I'm talking about dual Mother's Day. Because here's So you thing. mean someone who celebrates both? Well, they could be. Or uh, what? In the UK... Well, here's the thing, right? Because the UK audience... When we got more globalized before all of this lockdown, re-nationalized everything, cut all the borders off for a wee bit, we were starting to learn like Thanksgiving. Okay, mm -hmm. we we don't have that here, obviously. No, 
Uh, there's no reason for us to, no. but we have Black Friday here. Yes. Which again, no reason to, but mm -hmm. we borrowed. Okay. So things are, yeah, things are transcending a little bit. Like Halloween to us was a real thing. It's a pagan holiday, essentially. All, all Hallow's Eve. I would nearly said All Saints Day. That's when you celebrate the pop group. Um, <laughs> all Saints. A few of you too young to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Look it up. One of them's married to a Gallagher. <laughs> Who's that? Oasis. Shut up. Okay. Wow. I'm so 90s. Um, moving on. <laughs> That's a good bit. I just did. Good bit. Good bit of something. Information. So what it is, is their holidays metamorphose into these corporate, massive, everyone merchandise, super <coughs> Christmas type of events. Sorry, I had the uh, Christmas in my throat. Um, the point is... Mother's Day is known to us to have two separate occasions now. I'm pretty sure most people here realise of the US one over the traditional UK mm. one. The UK one's tied into, um, well, originally Roman Catholicism, Easter yeah. in that era. Now it's Protestant Church of England, so it's a little bit more, here's a card, Mom. Mm. Whereas before it was like you go and pray to Mary <laughs> or whatever. We Give used her a to high celebrate five. the uh, British date. And then sometime after 97, and I don't know when this happened, we started in Hong Kong, I mean, celebrating the American date. And that's kind of weird. I think. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of American big money marketing. It's great for your uh, high street stores. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it's transcending and changing and everything's going a bit weird. Japan, for example. Yeah. Like... Probably 20 years ago, never even knew what Halloween was. If it, if it fell on their head. <laughs> we'll go, like, what's, what's Halloween doing on my head? You know? Mm. But then Nightmare Before Christmas came out. Mm. It was animated. Yeah. Speaking the right language. Uh, Japanese in Japan. Wow. Animation. Japanese are the masters of animation. Yes. So, you know, if you did the uh, sort of live action Nightmare Before Christmas, I wouldn't care about it. But it, because it was stock animation, I was like, oh, this is amazing. It I'm is guessing. amazing. It was great. Yeah. Music was a bit crap, but yeah, I don't <laughs> like musicals. But no, it's all right. It's okay. I can deal with it. I love the art. Tim Burton sketched all of it when he was a wee nipper. Mm. And uh, they basically used that as the framing and the modeling and the styling for the whole thing. Yeah, we saw Very zombies in Japan. We saw zombies in Japan. Yeah. Shouldn't really when tell was, people that. When it was Halloween. We've discussed that. We've <laughs> talked about our Halloween in Japan. If you aren't aware, find it. Yes. In our previous episode, it should be around the 38 mark, probably something like that. I don't know. Uh... Yeah, we moved on. We're in the 60s now. God, I feel <laughs> old. But um, what I'm trying to say is about whole wrapping that up is, you know, holidays have changed around the world. Yeah. Um, it has been Mother's Day. Uh, my mom personally uh she came to feed me she feeds she well basically she drives across in a little uh car there and she throws steaks out uh, which i think is a bit cruel to the sheep because uh, they're what? lamb steaks it's a bit mean but that's how we get our assistance she just throws food out of the car sometimes it's wrapped uh sometimes it's just half a sandwich she's already eaten so my mom basically said when you guys actually get a house and you stop being like these weirdos that live in a in field, field with sheep, <laughs> uh, when you get a stop embarrassing us, God, look at you, you sheep-dwelling field monkeys, right? Uh, she said, when you get a house, like everyone conventionally does, and I was like, Mom, you just don't understand what it is to be a rebel, okay? <laughs> don't need a house, just need grass, dude, and the odd trees and stuff is drowning. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, when you get a house, she said, cook for me. And I didn't know if that meant, like, set fire to myself or, like, she actually wants me to do food for her. So I'm planning ahead. I'm going to get a pot noodle, best one I can find, um, mm. glamorous pot noodle. And uh, what I'll do is, you know those really brilliant things that the Koreans put together where you cook your own food? You're paying a fortune. You pay 50 quid. What, Korean barbecue? That's right. You <laughs> 50 quid to cook your own food. I'm going to do that gimmick with a pot noodle. I'll be like, I've got boiled your water for you. Knock yourself out. And then put on a, some Kenny G in the background. Mm. Flazzy, flazzy, flazzy saxophone. I meant flash. Flash, <laughs> flash saxophone. I said flazzy. I created a word. What flazzy saxophone. 
all you need is Kelly G and a pot noodle. Your mom's happy. Okay. So if any of you guys out there have Your related... mom's happy. Well, no, she's probably not. She, <laughs> well, she's not very happy. Anyway, we live in a field. It's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, whatever. You know, sheeps are cool. That's all I'm saying. Please don't take uh, Danny's advice. No, you should. <laughs> pot noodle. Now, if you don't know what a pot noodle is in America... Because you don't get them. No, noodles. they don't have them in America. Instant noodles. They have cup noodles. Cup noodles. Cup oh. noodles is what everyone calls them. Except for us, we call them pot noodles. Weirdly, it's because they look more like a pot. Think flowers that you put in a pot. Pot. You put in a flower. Tree. Bonsai. I don't think you put that in a pot. It's a flower pot with noodles in it. That is an amazing marketing scheme. <laughs> I'm just going to get terracotta flower pot and make a ramen restaurant. If you listen in the world, I've designed that. So basically, gone with the ramen dishes, terracotta plant pot, and you can have a real pot noodle. Yeah. That's where the money's at. So anyway, it looks like a pot. And it's got noodles in it. But you call it cup noodle. It's not a cup. It doesn't have a handle. Cups have handles sometimes. Should have. Can you imagine that? A mug of noodles. Noodle mug. Listen, if you're listening. If you're listening, Nissan, I know you are, because Nissan listens to us all the time. Nissan, not to be mistaken with Nissan, which is a car company. Nissan, biggest brand of noodles on the planet. Instant noodles, cup noodles. Okay? If you're listening, you want to do handle, like mug noodles. <laughs> noodle mugging. Ah, oh, it could be a thing. T-shirt, imagine. I just mugged you with noodles. Ah, see? See what I did? Anyway, don't matter. Gone a bit mad. So the point is, you want to treat your mum out there. Get the best, and there are, there's posh pot noodles, folks. Like upmarket posh posh pot. It's really hard to say. <laughs> posh pot noodles, upmarket, uh, which means that it's in you know on, on a hill. It's a market on a hill. That's what it means to be upmarket. <laughs> it's on the top shelf. It's on the top shelf of the market on a hill. Oh, this is making me hungry. Ah <laughs> oh, dear. See, I'm selling it to you. See, as a mother yourself to many sheep, you would appreciate this. <laughs> I don't know why she keeps throwing lamb chops out. I think it's really, really undermining the sheep, the value of the... I don't even eat lamb. So I don't know who's eating it. Oh, sorry, I forgot. You're there. <laughs> You're like Pac-Man with meat. Um, so anyway, we keep going on tangents, but if you want to spoil your mum, get the best cup noodle, pot noodle, instant noodle, whatever the hell you call it, around the world, and just boil the, the water, stick it in a nice little um, vase, all right, posh. Don't put a flower in it. That's weird because that'll kill the flower. And then you pour the water into your cup noodle, pot noodle, instant noodle, cup mug noodle, which is a new thing, and terracotta pot noodle, whatever. And she'll love it. It's the best thing you can do for your mother. In a vase? Yeah, the hot water. It's got to be posh. No one's got a gravy oh, boat. See. No one's got a gravy boat. You could use a gravy boat if you're posh. But most people have a vase. Why don't you just use like... A water jug. Because it's Mother's Day. You got a treat her. Have you not? Have you not seen water presented in a vase before? No. It's very special. In fact, most crystal probably explode if you did that. Crystal glass. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. It's getting very confusing for people. Because if you just put crystals in water, you're strange. Why would you do that? You get your Schwartz off. Is that what I call it? Schwartz off. The uh, crystals. Schwitzkopf. Uh, Schwanzkiff. Why did they call it something so not even Germans can say that? It's not even German, is it? Is it Norwegian? Swiss? I don't know. It's, Russian? Uh, it's European. It's got a swan. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, swan. Swarovski. Swarovski. Oh, I thought you were talking about something else. I was talking about Swarovski. Schwarzkopf. What's that? <laughs> Who knows what that is? It's the thing with a swan that does crystals. Oh I was talking God. about crystals. Don't know what you're talking about. Schwarzkopf. What's that? I think that's oh, a shampoo brand. Is it? I'm not sure. <laughs> we are doing so well. If you're listening, if you're in anywhere uh, that language usually has off at the end of it, or vitch, or something like this, an itchy off, um, we're very sorry. We can't pronounce. So it's the crystal company that you see in malls all over the world. They're all there. The icons are swan. Uh, yeah, you don't want to get one of them, smash it up, and put that in a vase of hot water. You just want to have a vase and put hot water in it for the presentation purpose. Because like I said, lots of kids these days, they don't have gravy boats. They're going to know what a gravy boat is. Most of them are going to think a gravy boat. It's a literal boat in gravy. They're going to be like, why, why do you need a gravy boat? And then I'd make an abstract story because you've got to deliver the gravy somehow. It doesn't just arrive. 
it would be stupid to have a gravy helicopter or a gravy transport ship or a gravy plane. Gravy plane. That's an amazing gravy 80s plane. movie that never happened, like the gravy train. But um, <laughs> what I'm saying is, uh, as I lose my gravy train of thought, mm. yeah, it's a gravy boat is basically the thing you pour sauces. It's like a weird, flat, massive lip jug thing. Ah. <laughs> oh. I don't think you're doing a very good job in this. Well, I'm just saying, like, you got to do that. So anyone who's done Mother's Day and you want uh, advice for a belated Mother's Day, you can do an instant cup of noodles and make a pot of water in a self because that's what the Koreans do. They get you to cook and you pay a fortune. Like this thing, right? You pay an absolute fortune, don't you? For Korean barbecue. Some places are cheap in LA, Koreatel. But it is worth it. It's not that cheap. It is worth it. It's not that, well, some, some are pretty good. Some are pretty good. You pay a kind of... Price to go in. All you can eat. All you can eat. Mm. Very crap for vegetarians. <laughs> Got to be honest. Very difficult for yeah. a vegetarian. We should do that. All of all the vegans in the world should rise vegans. up. And I know they have tried this before. Hitler was one of them. Rise up. That was on topic. You should rise up. I mean, Hitler was your ambassador. He was the biggest vegan we know. Um, famous vegan. Not saying anything. Um, well, there's a lot wrong with Hitler. I'm not going to justify <laughs> that guy for one minute. But what I'm saying is I'm not saying all vegans, vegetarian vegans, that's my word for you both. I'm sure it's going to catch on uh, a bit like the coronavirus. But basically, all the vegans in the world that are listening, uh, you know, you, you got to justify. Like, How do you have Korean barbecue equivalent because obviously the thing about korean barbecue which is interesting is all the meats marinated it's not as simple as i've made it you know it's not like they give you bread and cheese and you make a sandwich <laughs> it is a bit more complicated so what would the vegan equivalent be i think everyone's gonna establish that mm. be a good thing maybe you should do a vegan fondue how'd you do that well you could actually just get raw vegetables and a consomme of uh whatever like vegetables <laughs> and cook it because cheese is out you got no dairy hmm but anyway if you're a swiss vegan uh or vegan or vegetarian so both. i wonder if you can do a vegan cheese fondue is that even possible it might actually be disturbing because it might undo the process that they get vegan cheese from mm, and then suddenly heat. you've got this like bizarre oil compound that you could probably use a canvas painting. No one's ever seen anything like know. this. It's a very interesting thought. I think you'd have to do the meat one because obviously the Swiss one is cheese and mm -hmm. it's meat consomme. Yeah. So you would do well. It's basically Switzerland's fault. So <laughs> it's Switzerland's fault for putting the barbecue in the world because once uh, you know Asia saw because that's how you got um, Japanese shabu shabu was from uh, Swiss fondue. No, I found a recipe. Easy vegan fondue recipe. Well, it's an easy vegan fondue recipe, but there isn't an easy Korean vegan barbecue <laughs> recipe. No. Anyway, so all I'm saying, before you vegans or vegetarians, you vegans, as I call them, uh, group you together. It's just nicer that way. Rolls off the tongue. Uh, before you start an uprising, like <clears throat> someone very famous in your brethren did before you, um... You just want to calm down and come up with some really good solutions, man. Like, that's a really interesting one. There'd be money in that. Uh, vegan, uh, vegetarian stroke, vegan, fondue stroke, Korean barbecue. Man, that's a lot of information. We're doing a lot this week. We're, we're kind of inspiring the world. It's going to be a lot of inventions happening. You know how Game of Thrones had a lot of babies? No. Being born during the uh, season's premiere because it's pretty full-on you know violence and no sex. i haven't watched it well it is i'm just telling you okay. a lot of violence a lot of sex some story in between it okay. um basically <laughs> a lot of babies were born now because this podcast there's gonna be so many ideas and inventions and we need that because lockdown's starting to end there's glimmers of hope they might open a public toilet <laughs> in one part of the uk probably the highest part where the market is up the hill who knows yeah, lots of crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, just interesting stuff. And then moving forwards, we're going to find out the lockdown stuff. Obviously, today everyone's listening. We're probably all sick of it, fed up of it, whatever. Weather's got crap, so keep secure and safe.
get your skis out because you never know it'll probably snow in may it's england we didn't have a sacrificial sun god well the sun god wasn't sacrificed we didn't sacrifice to a sun god yeah we've got stonehenge we don't know what it is it's a henge no one knows what a henge is either <laughs> no one knows what well there's a lot of words in the english language we don't know so we all google it Oh, Google. Well, we were talking about how words change as well over time. Yeah, yeah. So it might have meant something very different. Well, it's like Heath. Mm. There's a lot of Heaths. Yeah. I had a mate called Heath once. Good guy. Very good guy. Good dude, mate. Heaths. <laughs> a lot of Heaths. Like Druid's Heath. Yeah. King's Heath. Yeah. What the hell's a Heath? Is it just the guy from Australia that turns up, my mate, God rest his soul, and he turns up, and he's the Druid's Heath that day, and then he's the King's <laughs> Heath at night, and he's just it's like the courtroom jester, and he goes around, he's the Queen's Heath on Friday. But we have a lot of things. Norton. Norton. Like King's Norton. Mm. What the hell's that? The That's Norton Birmingham. that belongs to a king. Yeah. And the best thing about English towns, cities, places, is watching anyone from America try and say it. Mm. So funny. So funny. And then they ask us directions, and you think, oh, Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant's England, Hugh Grant represents England, and he's very apologetic, very charming, very nice. They're all like that. Even this guy talking to me right now in my ears, we think he's like that. And you got, you, you know, you go, hey, where did you get to, like, uh, how do you say this? Leicester, Shire. Manchester. And you sound more like a farmer from Bristol, Leicestershire. Buckinghamshire. Yeah, where do you get to Leicestershire? <laughs> I don't know why Americans are Bristolian. Sorry if you're from Bristol. All right, Will, how you doing? What? Uh, oh, sorry. Your <clears throat> best American. <clears throat> best American impression. How do you get to Leicestershire? All right, and when you're British and you like, everyone perceives you as the helpful British guy, you know. And you turn around and go, oh, yeah, you, you, it's just two miles down there. Take a right, take a left, pass the Puffin. Puffin on the right, and then you go there. I don't know why he's from Bristol. Why is everyone from Bristol today? We go to Puffin, you'll see the Puffin, there's a candy shop. When you get to the candy shop, take, take a left, go through the river on your little marble, inflatable one. Once you're through the river, you'll be in Leicestershire. But that's not true. And we just tell you that it is, so that you're constantly looking for Leicester. And your entire British holiday is you getting lost. And we find it hilarious. I think watching, uh, and there's a lot of young Americans who are way more savvy. They're basically like, I went to London, no problem. London's always <laughs> easy. Easy London's easy. You want to go to Manhattan? That's complicated, man. That's complicated. Crazy Manhattan. Right? Those guys, yuppies, definitely work on Wall Street. Those guys, summer holiday, come to England. They can suss everything. They're smart, savvy people. They've passed at least three exams. They're great. Most of them are exams, and I passed them. They can see. Brilliant people, right? You have to see if you're studying. If you can't see, you can't study. <sighs> All right? But how do you pass Braille, GCSE Braille? It's an interesting thing. Well, the exam papers would be in Braille. Yeah, I know. But so... then the examiner would have to, right? Yeah. But how do you write Braille? Do you just puncture? I'm not sure. Exactly. That's my point amazing i th honestly think if there's any blind people listening to the uh the podcast i think you guys should get extra credit global credit because if you can answer your gcse questions through you know sense of touch and uh and i don't know how you would respond in braille you maybe have to puncture it out whatever your technique is you get extra credit i'd give you all the best jobs give you all the best jobs i wouldn't give you the air traffic control jobs because you, uh, <laughs> for, for obvious reasons, shouldn't give you the chauffeuring jobs, shouldn't give you uh, fighter pilot jobs, but mostly good jobs that you can completely do. You should get extra credit. In fact, you should be all of presidents and prime ministers around the world should be blind, be brilliant. Or deaf. They won't have to hear the journalist questions if they're deaf. It's brilliant. Yeah, they just lip read and be like, oh my God, this guy's a fool. He's a fool, an idiot. I had an actor friend who was actually in Game of Thrones. Very good friend of mine. He was legally deaf. Joseph. Very mm -hmm. good guy. And he trained himself. He, was, he went deaf slowly. Okay. And he trained himself to communicate perfectly. So 
you will not tell this guy is deaf. And if you've seen Game of Thrones, his Uncle Benji. That guy's a mate of mine, Stratford College, look it up, great dude. Mm. He is an incredible guy. Incredible guy. And I just think people like that need extra credit and shout outs, you know, because mm. maybe not a shout out, because if he's deaf, he won't, <sighs> won't hear it. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, you know, yeah, I just think, you know, blind people like Ray Charles, I mean, what a talent. Mm. And all this, it, it's such an overwhelming human accomplishment to just get on with it. Don't care. Get on with it and get all the best jobs, except for the driving jobs and the things that are obvious that you shouldn't really be doing. Mm. Yeah, Stephen Wonder, oh, dude goes driving a lot. They shouldn't. Well, it's bad. He's relying on satellite navigation mostly, thinking that it's an autopilot. Oh yeah, yeah. He made a joke about it, James Corden, by the way. Oh, okay. So it's perfectly fine to say that. Um, the um, wind's looking at me doing the whole I've got to edit this out because you've been so unpolitically correct, but I don't care because uh, what's correct about politics? No one knows. So we're going to move on, uh, close this down as we approach week seven. I say that just for memory because when all of this is over, uh, and it's basically an audio time capsule. Basically, in the future, when people are digging up all our remains, way in the future, and they're all part robots, still Australian, but robots. <laughs> and uh, they go, oh, my God, they had bones. That's <laughs> crazy. You would have bones. It's such a bad building mechanic. Because they're basically finding our fossils. They'll have someone's phone, which is the iPhone that lasted longer than five weeks. You know, the iPhone 655, where they got it right. You know, where they didn't have to update every four years made out of some kind of stuff that we can only presume is better than titanium you know way in the future where money doesn't matter we're all rich we all live on uh big marbles in the sea <laughs> you know house is a marble by then we've got our own island that's a marble everyone's got one um yeah massive families yeah amazing we're all in a marble because the world's gone because obviously global warming no land it's all been swallowed by the sea we all live on mobile uh marbles and if they bump into each other they connect oh marble connection yeah yeah everyone's connected by marbles then so if you have like a neighbor problem you could solve that pretty just easily pedal by... faster yeah, pedal. all your family pedals faster <laughs> be a brilliant brilliant world so yeah people who are worried about the uh, armageddon the end of everything all this stuff living a marble solved solved it for you so anyway when we're at that point and they're, they're I don't know how they're digging this up because we're in the ocean. Maybe they've got like deep sea diggers. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, they're robots. Boggles of mine. They'll get this phone, the iPhone 655X. You've got to put the X in it just because it makes it more wanted by people. If you put an X next to anything, it makes it more wanted. So, for example, for example, this cheese is X rated. You want it. It's naughty. It's naughty cheese. Why is it X rated? I'm curious. You're right. All the Japanese, uh, you know, Phantom uh, Guyver Series X. Oh, what's the X stand for? That's amazing. And I'll tell you the other one that people use, Amiga. They love the word Amiga, like the uh, Greek alphabet. Omega, yeah. Letter. Yeah. So as soon as you do that, it adds value. So you're obviously going to have the iPhone 674. It's changed a lot, I know. X Amiga. When that comes out, it's titanium carbon fiber alloy gold. All right. They're going to dig it up. It's bones. Ah, oh, bones, how quaint. All you guys with bones. And then they're going to get that thing and they're going to listen to this podcast. That's been downloaded be like, on their And they're going to be like, oh my God. This guy, this guy was giving us the inventions that led us here. <laughs> this, this is like Terminator. Oh, they didn't know what Terminator is. Now they know. Just look it up on whatever you've got that's psychic because it's psychic Google by this time. Psychic Google. Look at that. Oh, you just fed me information from the air. Wow. Didn't even have to look at a screen, you primitives. And basically, <laughs> at this point, you're going to go, oh, my God, this guy. This guy, was a, he, he told everyone that they should have walked around in marbles back then. It would have solved the world's problems. You could have even had fish in there with you. Prophetic. Imagine it. Imagine, like, double-barreled goldfish bowl walking gerbil ball mm. that you go to work in. Pimp my gerbil ball. It'd be amazing. What I'm saying is, these guys in the future, the Australian robots, okay, that think bones are primitive and they've got the uh, they prize possession that are fossilized and x-rated cheese. 
And when they do, they review this podcast because it's all you listen to because we're the biggest show in the world by then, right? The universe. Let's not stop at the world. We're signaled around to all the other planets and the colonies on Mars. If you're listening, hi, how are you doing? This is from way back in the past when we thought we'd never colonialize Mars because it's counterproductive. It's close to the sun. And when we all suck back into it, you go first and we go second. It's kind of weird. Anyway, just a thought. They're going to go, man, they really were locked down. They were really locked down. The whole world was locked down for two months, man. It's crazy. Couldn't do that now. Couldn't do that now because everyone lives in their own marble anyway. They're always locked down. And if you're robots, you probably can't catch the coronavirus. It's only the robot. The robots are the only people that don't live in a marble. And they float and they don't need to eat. They just solar panel in Philippians. I don't understand this world. Ah, that's just where we're going. Elon Musk has predicted it all. He's the new Nostradamus for stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, he's taken basically everyone's job. He's so clever that he stole from Tesla, right? Nikolai. Yeah. Uh, and he stole from Nostradamus because he's making future predictions. And he's also building artificial intelligence, which I think Donald Trump could use. Are you referencing his uh, child? Oh, man. Oh, man, we should, because that's come out since we last talked to you. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk has released his child's name as, uh, well, yeah. A bunch of symbols. Yeah, a bunch of symbols. <laughs> Equation, really, isn't I'm not it? sure how to pronounce it yet. I just love the guy. I think the guy is exactly the kind of zany crazy that we need. Mm. Yeah. Can't give him a hug yet, because there's social distancing stuff. <laughs> But if you're listening around the world, we try and give you inspired ideas. One of you guys is going to go off there and make a marble universe. Literally. See what I did there? Marble universe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're going to do it. And you're going to go out there and you're going to get us an exciting future of Australian robots that think bones are prehistoric. And, you know, we all live in the sea and they live in... Is that spin-off of Westworld? No. Okay. No. Just checking. Westworld is... Just to break this down for Wink, because she asked me a question. It's like humans create a theme park where it's super realistic, but everyone in the theme park is like a robot character in a almost like a real life video game. Mm. So you can go to the Wild West, be a cowboy, and shoot them with willy nilly. Who cares? They're robots that can be replaced. But it's all AI. So mm. it learns and eventually it's Terminator. So that's basically, it's ba- it starts off like, oh, you know, oh, it's a theme park with robots. How quaint. Oh, look, everyone's raping them and killing them. <laughs> that's Game of Thrones. And then it suddenly becomes, but cowboys, Game of Thrones are cowboys, right? And then it suddenly becomes Terminator. Skynet takes over, AI, changes code, blah, blah, blah. They all go, oh, we've got purpose and we've got, we shouldn't be treated like this. We, civil that, rights for robots. How does that differ from your Um, We've concept. just evolved into robots. Because what, what happens in, in, in the reality is, right, so with this current situation, what happens is we evolve to be Australian. The whole world becomes Australian. And then after Why? that... You know, no, trust me. Oh, because they're the coolest thing in the world. So we evolve to be Australians. Well, hottest thing in the world in the summer. But coolest right now because it's their winter. So basically, <laughs> what it is is... Or it's becoming their winter. So what it is... We evolve. So what is, we start augmenting ourselves. So we're like, oh, oh, I could, you know, like, hmm, facelift. Hmm, need some Botox. Hmm, need a chip in my head to make me more intelligent. <clears throat> Donald Trump. AI. Uh, and then, oh, if I, if I use this chip, I get an extra 10 years of life. Oh, if I use this chip, I always have hair. And oh, if I use this chip, I remember things that I don't want to remember from other people's minds. Why? I don't know. So basically, you get all these chips. Hong Kong, it's going to be loads of chips, okay? They've got chips if you go to the fast food shop. But these are different chips, kind of completely different chips. And these chips are like everyone can have a superpower, but they've got to augment them, these chips. And eventually, it's just like, oh, well, why do we need all of this? Right? We're Australians. You could just put a brain in a bucket and then wire it up to a body. Probably, you know, those crazy, weird, dodgy dolls that they do in Japan that are robot dolls. Um, basically those, or, or whatever. And then by then, you got an immortal body, an immortal brain, an immortal augmentation. you got loads of superpowers. You don't need to live on a marble. There are still some of us living on marbles that are just human, you know. 
those guys are uh they can say Schwarzkopf properly or Smirnoff or Smirnoff Brown or whatever Swarovski or him oh uh, is he a composer anyway he composed That's Tchaikovsky he's he he's a good cricketer he is no yeah yeah no, and he plays the xylophone and basically there are still humans in this world mm -hmm. so Australia's evolved into robot kind or immortal and uh, I'll just, you know, finding they're living on the sea, man. The UK will be all right because it's styrofoam. It's a styrofoam raft. So anyway, that's your future. Hopefully we'll get there in one piece. But if you're listening in the future and you're a robot from Australia. You might be able to see VE Day 100. I think they'll be way over 100 by then. <laughs> I think that's significant. <laughs> We'll just be like, why is our planet mostly water? Everyone lives on marbles, but this one country, this styrofoam country, <laughs> keeps going past us. And they're all still partying like it's 1949. What the hell? 1945. I know, I just added a few more years. Mm. Do that. Things lose time, you know, history. Well, whatever. Anyway, be kind to your mothers. If you miss Mother's Day, make it up to them. And if you're in America, uh, thank you very much for listening and if you're in Australia enjoy your winter and if you're around Europe let's hope that the lockdown happens everyone's okay no second waves we're going to keep everyone as happy as we can until the full end of this uh, and then well we've got future news to tell you after that so when the world is back to normal we'll be back to normal be able to get guests on and all that stuff but we will be back Doing the same thing with our sheepy friends in this field, telling you future predictions and all kinds of crazy fun stuff this time next week. And if you listen from the future, hopefully your battery can, you find a decent vintage charger, charge it up and listen to us next week. We'll be back even for you guys. So that's it for me. See you next week.